0: It's only Friday. It's only what? Tuesday. Friday? I just feel like we've Ugh. lived a whole week in two yeah, days. Clear. But it is Tuesday, and this is the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer.
1: Hi! Hey. Hi.
0: And uh, Holly Roberts here keeping us all together as per usual. And oh, um,
1: looking good.
0: Kanye West is dropping some truth bombs, right, Bradley?
1: Yeah, you know, it turns out, and I don't think this is a huge surprise, but I kind of have more respect for Kanye West than I do Kim Kardashian at this point, at least for one reason that we can talk about. So he went on this, um, he went on a, I don't know what you'd call it, a YouTube program with Jason Lee. And, and not Jason
0: about... Lee. It's not Jason Lee that everybody knows from uh, no. that other show. Not from My Name is Earl. That's I knew it was a yeah. name.
1: Different Jason Lee. Yeah um but equally talented and he sat down and talked to kanye west about a wide range of issues and that wide range of issues truly um, covered all sorts of stuff but the stuff that the media keyed in on and the stuff that i think our audience would pay attention to was the stuff wherein kanye addresses his relationship with kim kardashian and their divorce specifically and I want to play a little bit of uh, of this for you, and Holly. I sent you a link that should take us right to the beginning of this, um, and it's a brief chunk where he's describing he's he's had some friction between himself and Kim mm. in terms of uh, managing their children. Mm-hmm. He we've had whiffs point... of
0: this, but this is him talking directly about it.
1: Yeah, exactly. So so what we're getting is Kanye actually on the record about this stuff. And the the to set up the clip, he's basically talking about a moment where he wanted he was going to drop off his kids. And one of his kids said, can you come upstairs? I want to show you something. And then uh, the other kid was like, no, you, you can't come in, dad. And that means you can't come into you know the house that Kim Kardashian is currently in, which used to be their home and it's because security actually stopped him. So let's have a listen to Ugh. Kanye West discussing what went down and and how he he got his cousins involved to sort of bro- broker a piece. It's two things I said. Tell her security not going to be in between me and my kids and also tell her don't have my daughter wearing lipstick on TikTok or don't have her on TikTok at all if I'm not approve that. And I said it after it was done without me knowing. And then it happened again. So I feel like it's some poke in the bear trying to antagonize me or create this like crazy narrative. Because to say someone is crazy, they're trying to take the power away Mm -hmm. and do anything to get people to not pay attention to me. That's what's so good about the Noriega. Mm -hmm. Okay, so that's that's just like a tiny chunk. I wanted to play the full clip, which is about two minutes. I mean, the full interview is like 40 minutes. And trust me, you you will go places. I know you listen to it, too, uh, Colleen. It it takes us on a journey, and we can talk about some of the other journeys that he goes on. But there's about a good two two to three minute conversation that he has specifically about all this, where it's clear that Kim has thrown up some roadblocks, and um, he's not here for it. And you heard the two things that stuck out to him. I don't want my daughter on TikTok. I don't want my daughter wearing lipstick. Uh, these are things that... And also, he he goes on to talk about how he doesn't want security to separate him from his children.
0: Mm-hmm. And, you know, the thing to me that's super telling in addition to all of that is the way he very um, articulately... Articulate? That's the word. Yeah. Articulately lays out how they are trying to manipulate the narrative to make him sound crazy and um, that's the piece that I really looped into was he's aware of the tactics that they're using and I think we need to be aware of the tactics that they're using and be very suspicious I mean listen Kanye is a lot and you see it when you're watching this uh, interview or listening to this interview like you said Bradley you go places he kind of has this stream of consciousness way of taking you through a conversation and journeying into areas you weren't ready to go,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, and you meander around, but but that's not crazy. Like that's the way he talks. That's the way he processes. Um, but he was very articulate about saying they're gonna they're painting this picture that I'm unstable, basically and i think we should be very suspicious about about those narratives that come out that make him look like he's all bad and make her look like she's stable and present and um you know kind of with with it
1: mhm yeah absolutely i mean the entire kardashian family from the beginning has tried well since there has been an uh, an issue between kim and kanye and obviously this goes back years has been to paint him as a crazy person. At least the media has picked up on that and has sort of run with it. So I don't know that it's totally just the Kardashian family, but insofar as the Kardashians are constantly pushing out narratives, and this is why I talked about how, you know, like, I don't have to agree with Kanye on everything to, like, have respect for him. And when you listen to this conversation, he, you know, comes across, you know, sure, he rambles and he goes on tangents, and he, he like, somehow worked in Britney Spears. He's like, one of the reasons or one of the things people forget about Brittany is that she cut her hair off because she was afraid they were going to drug test her hair, like that the, that they were going to take samples of her hair. And, you know, cause mm-hmm. that's a thing. I don't know if it's true, but, but the point is he like works in all of these random conversations where you understand his brain is moving a mile a minute faster than probably most of ours. But like, that's just who he is to your point. He's always been this way. And so I, I I have to have a certain amount of respect for him being willing to share those thoughts right. and that side of him directly to a camera versus a family who sure you can say they're being more savvy right because they're not saying things out loud or directly but also just on a human level that's kind of that's kind of jerky I mean this is the father of your. Your children, you had a relationship with this person, you involved this person in your life, and they will be forever connected to you. So, better to just be an honest broker with them. Clearly, they're not doing that in private, much less doing it in public. So, I thought this was just completely eye opening. And again, if you want to sit down and, um, you know, you got nothing better to do for 40 minutes, I would say watch the whole thing. But um, clearly, insofar as, you know, the Kardashians are concerned, they don't look good no, as a result of they this. they
0: really don't. And and the thing I would add, and, and this was my immediate thought after I watched the majority of this interview, I thought to myself, my gosh, their entire empire is like teetering in the balance. And I say that because Kanye West is in a place right now where he's, he's angry, and his children are being used as collateral against him, and he's not one to shy away. You know, he doesn't have anything to lose in the sense that I mean, what are you going to call him that people haven't already called him right so he's you know he's in a place where he's like telling the truth, and there mm-hmm. are other there are other people in the picture who have floated in and floated out who may be under different types of contracts et cetera et cetera, et cetera, but at some point there it's sort of like oh, this is a terrible correlation. But we've learned this from uh, stories like the stories about Harvey Weinstein or Bill Cosby. It's not the same, but the point is, when enough stories start to sync up, you start to see the truth of what situation is really happening behind closed doors. So what I'm saying is that there's a lot of people who know a lot about the Kardashians and how they operate, and maybe they've signed non-disclosures or whatever, but if they start speaking and their stories line up, then we start to see who the Kardashians really are and how they've manipulated Hollywood in a way to get attention and fortune.
1: Yeah, I mean, to be fair, I honestly think that the world sees them for what they are, so I don't know that even though they think they're pulling a fast one. I mean, again, it's it, there's like two two levels. There's probably multiple levels of perception where you have an audience that for the most part just looks at them and is like gross. And then there's another audience that's like, oh, look, they're very successful. Look at all the amazing... That sort of like drinks their Kool-Aid. But then I think there's the audience like us, I would imagine, and most of our um, our listening audience who's like, I see you, Kardashians. We mm-hmm. smell you and we have for years. And here is just another example and specifically Kanye but you know to your point sure like i don't know that you want to start battling kanye in public because i kind of feel like you're you're not going to come out well in that but also they're not going to do that because they're going to marginalize him and make him the one that's speaking out loud you know repeatedly mm-hmm. because they'll hope that people listen to him and think that he's unhinged mm-hmm. or not you know, like all their like whatever stereotype they want. Like, the more they obfuscate and sort of continue to share stories through their sources, you know, the 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 easier it will be for a certain segment of the population to just think like, "Oh, Kanye's just a mess." Right. So, and I, they're I banking mean, on that. No, and I all I'm saying is I would not put anything past Kris Jenner and the Kardashians at this point. They have a multi-million dollar empire that they are trying to protect. Mm-hmm. Um, there are going to be some fireworks regardless. Oh, right. Like, and, so get your popcorn.
0: <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's already popped because I've been watching Britney Spears and Jamie Spears argue. So we're good. Mm-hmm. I got a big bowl waiting right here. Oh, bring mm-hmm. the cheddar sprinkles. Mm, maybe some ranch sprinkles. I do just want to add, I forgot what I was going to add. When we come back... <laughs> <laughs> on the Colleen and Bradley show.
1: I do just uh, want to add, I forgot what I, I, I wanted to I, add.
0: I had something and then it was just gone. So you know what? I'm going to let it go. Because Bye. we've Bye. got uh, we've got all the dirt straight from Hollywood coming straight at us with our friend Elizabeth Reese after this on My Talk 107.
1: This, this is a My Talk Dirt Alert. Dirt Alert, Dirt Alert, Dirt Alert, Dirt Alert,
0: Dirt Alert, Dirt Alert. Ooh, this Stunning Elizabeth Reese is here with all the dirt straight from Hollywood. It's a dirt alert. Hey, Elizabeth. Hello, my friends.
3: Hello. I staying warm on this fine Minnesota winter day. Oh, man. Trying to. You know, there is continued talk about Adele and her Las Vegas residency and the postponement of those shows. And uh, Page Six reporting today that she postponed her residency after throwing a fit over a swimming pool stunt. That she was supposed to stand in the middle of the pool, but she compared the final design to an old pond and refused. This is from sources who are talking to the sun. And she said when she saw the, the source said when she saw the finished design, she refused to take part. She described the pool as a baggy old pond and refused point blank to stand in the middle of it. The intention was to fill it with water on the set as she was lifted up on a crane type mechanism, creating the illusion she was floating on water. I mean, listen. It's Adele. If she doesn't it's like Adele. it, it needs to be how Adele wants it but to then be. what
0: I want to go back and say is, girl, nobody ever needed you to walk on water, literally. Like, I just want to hear your beautiful voice. That's it. That's I know. all
3: anybody wants. How much did we talk about that I with will- the night with Adele? Right? You know, that whole special and how magical it was to just have her there telling a few stories and singing
1: i will say like it's hard for me to know how much of this to take seriously because part like i've read things that said she thought this was all Mm pop and she clashed with her set designer on you know like why are we trying to do this over the top but then you know you hear stories about this where she's a hyper perfectionist where things just weren't And what I keep coming back to is, like, all of those things can be dealt with in a matter of, like, okay, a week, two weeks, a month. But she canceled all her, not canceled, postponed um, her dates all the way through April. Wow. Which just makes me think that there has to be something bigger here than just being a diva. Because also, I just don't feel like Adele, I mean, sure, I'm sure she's a diva on some level, but... Not to this degree. Something just doesn't add up is all I'm saying.
3: Mm -hmm. There are other um, just rumors flying that she had a clash with the venue over her 60 Boy, do I support a 60-person choir. Oh, man. Nothing
0: sounds better than that.
3: Nothing sounds better. I'm like, book me a plane ticket. I don't care how much the ticket costs to get in to see Adele. I'm in. Just get me in front of that wall of sound. Let's do it. Um, And then, of course, the arguments with her set designer that Bradley just mentioned. Um, It's cost millions to put the set together. Insiders say, but Adele was unhappy with the result. And uh, she was already nervous. And this falling out sent her spiraling into a panic because she was desperate that everything should be perfect.
0: Yeah, I just I am with Bradley. I don't I, I think we keep on hearing these bits and bites and nothing fits all the way together with the result that we were treated to. Yeah. Meaning, like, yes, all of this can be true, and it still is a it still is a big deal that she postponed through April. For sure. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and all those people don't have um you know, a lot of those people are sitting on tick. It's waiting. They've spent the money. Some of them have actually spent, you know, if they didn't get travel insurance, they've spent money on hotels and airlines and maybe they'll be able to reschedule. And hopefully, yeah. But at the same time, I just think she there's going to need to be another like Adele Oprah sit down at this point Mm -hmm. where she explains to the satisfaction of those fans exactly what happened. I don't feel like, you know, Timing people in the gift shop is going to be enough.
0: <laughs> well, and not to mention the fact that she she didn't like stay in Vegas to show up again then on Monday and fi- like start figuring out what she was going to do. She headed to L.A. and was spotted like running into her boyfriend's home. Mm-hmm. Not that that's not not that she doesn't deserve to be consoled by the one she loves, etc., etc., etc. But if if this thing is going to go. And and they're making an effort to fix whatever is wrong. You'd want to you want to believe that they're showing up on Monday to do that. Yeah, and get it done. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, I don't know. Did you know this? Mila Kunis and um, Demi Moore are in a new AT and T commercial side this. by side. I love this. How do we feel about it? Yes, um, it's a minute long video. It's a commercial for AT and T, and it shows them at a high school reunion. Uh, where most admired alum is announced and then Mila Kunis is prodded to go up on stage and it it's, looks very cute. Um, and I guess both of them then walk up on stage as the category is being announced. There's like this awkward eye contact moment, but Mila Kunis asked Demi Moore to team up for the commercial saying we have a lot in common. I
1: mean, yeah, i tells sorry, the trick is they working came, on me. <laughs> they came up with the uh, right amount of money for both of them to appear. Yeah. I mean, AT&T has been, <laughs> like, spending a lot lately.
3: Mm-hmm. For sure. Especially since, you know, Demi had a lot to say about Ashton in her memoir that just came out in 2019. Oh, yeah. I mean, I know the last two years have seemed very, very long, but, like, it was still just two years ago that that came out. That's true, God,
1: there you go. It seems like a hundred years ago a
3: hundred years listen, ago. what is time? what is time? it's a, nobody knows right anymore. and where's the space continuum? Yeah, what's we're, going we're on? not sure, where are we? um gosh, there's a lot of ads for this show How I met your father. It is like everything I open is it's hulu how i, I, I met your like father i is probably this, should have watched how i met your mother if i'm going to watch that show i didn't watch any of how i met your mother i've never seen
1: Same. an episode so no, i don't neither.
3: even i don't understand i don't know who the mother is and i don't know who the father is are we waiting for them to meet i don't know is is it sounds Darth like they Vader? need to get
2: to maury yeah right
1: <laughs> <laughs> you are the father test has
3: determined that was a i lot. guess uh nikki hilton is pregnant expecting her third baby. Oh, so congratulations to them.
0: Wait a minute. am I, I can't remember. Is Paris Hilton pregnant or not? I don't think so. Okay. They just got married. Okay. I mean, she could be, but they just got married. I just remember remember there was like that rumor and everybody reported it as though it was fact and then it was like, oh, just kidding. She's not actually pregnant. Yeah. Nikki is married
3: to a financier. Mm-hmm. Mm. And they're having their Fancy, third child. Person. Oh, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it. And um, they have two girls together that are five and four. And then they have, um, and then this new one is on the way. Remember they got married at Kensington palace in 2015. That's like a pretty sweet venue. Yeah. That's not a, you know, that's not nothing. I know. Congrats to those two. Congratulations to them. Exciting. Uh, Kanye West. This is a story from us weekly today. uh, Claims that he took a red eye flight to get Kim Kardashian and Ray J's alleged second sex tape and saved it from being made public and she cried when she saw it. I mean That's let's be I, I believe that. He says I went and got oh, the laptop totally from J myself yeah. that night and I met this man at the airport then got on a red eye came back and delivered it to her at 8am in the morning she cried when she saw it you know why she cried when she see, when she saw it on the laptop? Because it represents how much she's been used and how much people didn't love her and they saw her as a commodity hmm Wait, Kanye. Yeah. I no, he's saying he's some wrong. stuff. That's some pretty good stuff.
0: Elizabeth Reese, and you are saying some stuff too. Thank you for Always. that dirt alert. Thank you. When we return on the Thank Colleen you. and Bradley show, we are gonna solve some pop culture mysteries in the form of blind items. Holly's gonna bring them to us. We're gonna solve them in a little segment. We call blinded by the item after this on My Talk 1071. We've got some pop culture mysteries to solve right here on the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk One. i I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That is Bradley Trainor. Hi. Hi. Uh, and uh, we solve those pop culture mysteries in the form of blind items. Holly brings them to us. We attempt to solve them. In this segment, we call it Blinded by the Item.
1: Blinded
0: by the Item. Get it, girl. For you to solve
2: today. Please, Colleen and Bradley, try this one on for size. Much like this A-plus list showrunner used one of his recent projects to fulfill his sexual fantasies and to have unaired sex scenes for his private library, this former A-list writer and actress did the same thing in her most recent project. Both projects, according to NT Lawyer, suck. Oh, okay. That's a lot. It is a lot. But there's two people to think about, and... I want you guys to focus, well, yeah, actually you you can focus on both because I think that you both know who these people are.
0: Okay, I don't know why I'm going to say that the second one, the actress who used her own project to fulfill her sexual fantasies is Lena Dunham. And the oh project. My God, what sucks. made you say that? Because I actually wanted to talk about it, but I don't know enough to talk about it. I only know what people are saying about it. This new, um, she just premiered this uh, film at Sundance called Something Stick or Something Stick, Stick It in Your Nose. Oh my
3: God. Stick With it. a rubber hose. Yeah, or like where the sun
0: don't shine. I don't remember the what it's Horseshack called. The Horseshack story. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, it's the Something Stick, Stick Something. Sharp anyway. Stick. I told you there was a stick involved. Uh, (laughs) Sharp stick, and I heard it's crap. Uh, Well, the New York Post
2: says of this movie, Lena Dunham's heinous sharp stick is a career worst.
0: Like, the the hot take I read about it was basically that, like, Lena Dunham, she's forcing, she's trying to force the cleverness rather than leaning into what she did with girls. Could we not have written that review?
1: Yeah, I was going to say, I could have told you that's that's Lena Dunham to a T. So what this blind item is suggesting is that she was using it to get interesting, a.k.a. busy with people.
2: No, actually, what it's saying is that that she's using this as an opportunity to curate private footage of things oh, that she enjoys, sexy the sexy things that she's enjoying. Now, there's a guy. Okay, yes, yeah, so we have is to go the back guy? to the guy. Yeah.
1: Is that like, a, that's not... Go ahead.
2: I was going to say Brian Singer. Uh, okay. Um that showrunner oh, that show yeah yeah, showrunner you're looking for is very prolific. Has moved over to streaming services so now these programs can be very salacious oh, Brian, and sexy.
1: Not Brian Singer but um what's his name from American Horror Story? Uh Ryan Murphy. Ryan Murphy. <laughs> yes. yes, teamwork makes the dream
0: work. Way to go guys? So I'm going to fill in
2: the blank. So much like Ryan Murphy used one of his recent projects to fulfill his sexual fantasies and to have unaired sex scenes for his private library, some people alluding to the show Hollywood, Ish. Lena Dunham did the same thing in her most recent project, which is the film
0: Sharp, Sharp Stick. Stick in your nose. I told you, there's Sharp a Sharp stick. stick. Yeah. Well...
1: I'm glad I don't need to watch it, not like I was going to anyway. Thank you.
0: Listen, though, I, once I heard Scott Speedman was in it, I got real sad, because I do love him. Mm. Mm. Well, he got a job, so be happy for him. Like, yeah, he's got he's three working. jobs right now. He's in the show You, he's on Grey's Anatomy, and now he's in the Stick It In Your Nose show movie thing.
1: Stick It In Your Nose show. I'm
0: just saying. All right, don't
2: let's do it one. <laughs> Yeah, enough of that. Let's move yeah. on to this celebrity gossip mystery. This former A-plus list baseball player slash steroid abuser is back to just dating yachters. He says it's easier to pay than have to deal with entanglements. A Rod.
1: Yeah, so it's so obvious, <laughs> Alex
0: Rodriguez. He's probably listening right now. Hi, A Rod. Hey. He's back He's
1: just in the car, like on the way to the corporate office Mm
0: -hmm. yeah he saw he saw our big billboard and he was like i'm gonna try out that my talk 107 whoa go ahead
2: so alex rodriguez (laughs) hi is back to dating yachters because alex rodriguez says it's easier to pay than to have to deal with entanglements Mm -hmm. i would also add entanglement slash human emotions Mm
1: -hmm.
2: yeah so that's
1: a blind item for you
0: yeah interesting well it sure explains uh the the gal he was seen with at the packers game and then here in the twin cities yeah because nothing says romance like a date at lambeau field right Mm.
1: well and especially they went to great pains to say that they weren't dating if you'll remember right
0: that's the thing that that's what it explains to me is like sure jan sure
2: Colleen and Bradley are doing such a good job this afternoon. Thank you, thank you. Solving these mysteries, so try this one. Apparently, the decision not to mention her secret child in her documentary was at the request of the child who doesn't want the attention it would bring. Oh. The permanent A-list singer lost a good secret, so she was fine with
1: it. I'm Janet Jackson. Oh, yeah. She's got a secret child. So that
0: does that mean that the secret child that she apparently mothered with uh, Barge, will not be spoken of in this, docu- this tell-all.
2: That is what the blind item is Interesting. I saying. like it. I like it. I'm here for this. And also, filling in the blank, that the decision not to mention the secret child in Janet Jackson's upcoming A&E documentary was at the request of the child, because uh, the child, who's now a full grown adult, right. would probably be in their mid to late 30s at this point, just doesn't want the attention. And Janet Jackson loves a good secret, so she's fine with it.
0: I love that. Fine. I love this idea that this secret um, Janet Eldebarge child, who's probably in their 30s by now, like gets to be Janet Jackson's child and nobody knows it. Yeah. Like how perfect is that?
1: if indeed it's all
0: true i'm here for it
1: i i imagine things like that exist far more than we know i feel like more and more they will be less and less possible Mm -hmm. just because of the way the world works
2: yeah oh the world
1: oh the world the world
2: more please we're gonna solve more celebrity gossip mysteries here we go the police would like to speak to this A-list actor about items that were deleted from his phone prior mm. to mm. his turning it over. Mm-hmm. He previously implied that hundreds of messages were between himself and his attorney, mm. but there are other conversations that have been deleted.
1: Alec Baldwin. Alec Baldwin.
0: Because they can access those things, right? Can't they access deleted conversations? Oh,
1: yeah. I mean, there's nothing is ever deleted, so mm. don't even think about mm. it. You're just going to make yourself look guiltier.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a, that. Yeah, is because don't forget that stuff doesn't month. just
1: exist on your phone. It literally exists in the cloud. Mm-hmm. So anything that you delete is just going to be deleted from your phone mm-hmm. and not, you know, wherever it is floating. Yeah, everything's floating. Mm-hmm. Everything
2: is floating. and We a- all float down here. Ah! So unless you're having a conversation in the middle of the woods or communicating via carrier pigeon,
0: right? I wish you the best. And even then. <laughs> Mm -hmm. A lot of people don't know that's how we plan our show, by carrier pigeon. It's It's not very efficient, (laughs) but boy, gets the job done, and there's not a paper trail. (laughs) We're looking out for all creatures great and small. It's true. Also, we can't be held accountable for the inappropriate things we say.
2: No. Mm -hmm. So, let me fill in the blank for you. Police would like to speak to Alec Baldwin about items that were deleted from his phone prior to his turning it over. Alec Baldwin previously implied that hundreds of messages were between himself and his attorney, but there are other conversations that have been deleted. Mm-hmm. Mr. Baldwin, sir, we would like to look at your phone. Yes. Okay. Yeah,
1: yes! we're going to get the truth on that story eventually. I oh, think. yeah.
2: Yeah, that's just a slow roll.
0: A slow roll. That to and the Adele, those are like the two things we have to look forward to right now.
2: Yay! Mm-hmm. last little nugget of celebrity gossip. You guys solved this last week, but, you know, let's confirm it again.
1: I love when we do that. (laughs) Mm
2: -hmm. (laughs) The permanent A-list singer-actress-entertainer who's an EGOT has possibly given her last filmed interview. Mm. Mm -hmm.
1: Who was that? Liza Minnelli. (laughs) Womp womp. I went back, you know, finally and watched that interview and you know, while, while it's clear that she is dealing with some stuff, like, she actually was pretty, I mean... Sharp? Sure. Yeah, it didn't seem like she was, you know, uh, out to lunch or anything. She is clearly struggling with some medical conditions, but... Aren't we all? I mean, um, welcome to some level.
0: Welcome to 2022. Hi, world! <laughs> uh, Holly, thank you for those delicious blind items and that super-duper fun one that we just... Uh, reconfirmed because we're geniuses and we knew it the first time around Mm -hmm. when we return on the colleen and bradley show um so do you oh man this we're gonna have to take a trip down memory lane uh to early i don't remember was it 2021 when we talked about jerry falwell jr and his wife becky
2: Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this
1: is Chris Jenner,
2: LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends.
1: Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel.
0: Well, that story is bubbling up again and Becky's telling her side of the story. And wouldn't you know it, it doesn't quite match. Um... I'll tell you what she's saying and I'll tell you how Giancarlo, the pool boy, has rebutted will refresh your memory on the whole story after this on My Talk One O Seven One. This is the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk One. I am Colleen Lindstrom. That is Bradley Trainer. Hi. Hi. Um, So, oh boy, I'm trying to remember exactly when we started to get wind of uh, this story regarding Jerry Falwell Jr., the now former uh, uh, head of Liberty University, and his wife Becky Falwell, and their open marriage that included the pool boy named... Giancarlo Granda. Do you remember when we started to learn about all of this?
1: Mm -hmm. This was, um, I I don't know how long ago this was, honestly, because my ability to sort by time has been rendered obsolete. Um, But I do remember this, this was like this was a hot story for a hot minute. Gosh, this
2: was like summer of twenty twenty. Was it really even Maybe, summer? I, I don't know, man. It well was it was hot. Ago, it yeah.
0: was hot on the Colleen and Bradley show because we were just fascinated at so much so many angles of it. Um both on the m- micro and on the macro. Um, just in general, the the idea of this salacious love affair that was happening behind the scenes with the head of Liberty University, Jerry Falwell Jr. But also, on a micro level, we were so fascinated by the stories that Giancarlo Granda was telling about how the three of them engaged together in... Mm-hmm. Uh, well, for example... The story that we heard was that Jerry Falwell Jr. really just likes to watch. Yeah. And so we had some fun with that.
1: He was a bon voyeur.
0: Yeah. Well, Becky Falwell, the wife of Jerry Falwell Jr., is talking to Vanity Fair about this entire experience and what her version of the story is and that's an um,
1: interesting flex right for her to go to vanity fair what prompted this do we wonder this
0: is a really good question and i'll be honest i read the report of the report which i should know better especially when the actual report is available to me but i read the report of the report and um she she the way she tells it is obviously quite different and um I don't listen, I don't want to be when a woman tells her story. we should listen
1: mhm
0: and sure. and also Even
1: if it's is she lying or she's
0: we well it's it's like she i think it's important to recognize she admits certain parts and then does not admit other parts or okay tells a different admitted? version of events, okay, so. According to her story, yes, indeed, they did have an affair. And uh, no, Jerry Falwell Jr. was not privy to it for quite some time. She says that not only did they have an affair, but she had a big Canon camera. And she said, a couple of times I put it on the dresser, Giancarlo agreed to it, and, well, there is film. Uh, she says that sh- that uh, her husband, Jerry Falwell Jr., did not know that she and Giancarlo Granda had filmed their trysts. Um, even though Granda com- claimed that Jerry did enjoy watching the two of them, I'm in the corner, Uh she said that's actually not how it happened. Now, this is what I think is interesting. So, the way that it was told by John. Gian- Carlo Granda is that they had a thruple situation. Yeah. Where he was very much a part of mm-hmm. their relationship. And well, she says that's just not the case. One time he walked in on them and uh he he was traumatized by the sight of another man having okay. relations with the spouse.
1: Which is this is the line that they've been trying to say from the very beginning, or trying to tell that the two of them have kept their stories. By two, I mean Jerry uh, and... Becky. Becky Falwell. They have had this same... They've told this same story, I think, from the very beginning, that this was just an affair. And she sort of took the fall, or that was our impression at the time, that Mm -hmm. she took the fall for this particular... Um, business and because and I and think our assumption at the time was because he didn't want to look like a creeper right and like better to have your wife cheat on you than to think than the world to think that you enjoy watching your wife have sex with someone else mm-hmm. which look no shame I don't whatever floats your boat it's the lying that tells far more about your character than any like you know Kinky business.
0: Right. Well, here's the great news uh, for us. Uh, they did, the, Vanity Fair did reach out to Giancarlo Granda to say, like, here's what she's saying. What are you saying? And uh, his response is the following that his version of events will become clear in an upcoming book and Hulu series Ooh. about his time. With the Falwell uh, family, so in in other words, listen, like I'll put it on my book list, probably somewhere called
1: "Who's Doing Hulu."
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, there will also be a Hulu documentary, so you're going to get it from a couple angles.
1: That's what she said.
0: Thank you. I was waiting for that. Hey! Um, <laughs> you're going to get it from a couple angles, but it will be John Carlo's story and not Becky Falwell's story, which, listen, like I said, I, it's hard, right? Because she did go into some other detail. Yeah, stop. Stop. She did go into some other detail about some other stories that we've heard, and she clarified um that in her opinion, it was more of an assault situation than a, a consent situation.
1: Wait, wait, wait. She's saying that there, there was an assault situation? Yes. Do you want to hear about oh, that? Yes, I, most certainly.
0: Okay, so she tells a story in this Vanity Fair article about uh, a time in 2017 when Giancarlo Granda pressured her into having relations in her 25-year-old daughter Caroline's bed. Um, and this was long, according to her, long after their sexual relationship had ended. She said he said he wanted to have sex. I said, no, no, no. I kept saying no. I didn't want to do it. But I was scared to death of him, too, because he was still holding everything over me. So we did. He left, and I went to the room and just cried. And then she said it took her a very long time to own up to that uh, with her husband, Jerry Falwell Jr. So, and and then she said it took her even longer to realize that it was, that that qualified as assault.
1: You know, and look, I mean, I would take that accusation seriously, certainly. And just because somebody engages in, you know, kinky sex behavior doesn't mean that they're entitled to assault other people. So I would take that seriously. I wish we had more time to talk about this because I also think that she, there's some stuff that we've heard from her in the past or based on other people. Anyway, this story will continue. uh, I want to check out this Vanity Fair article.
0: When we return on The Colleen and Bradley Show, what has restored your faith in humanity? 651-641-1071. We'll take your calls after this.